Fintech continues to be a hot button issue for regulators, industry, and policymakers. All of us want to know what the future holds, but few of us really know the answers. What we do know is that technology is powering more financial transactions, enabling new business models, and even propelling new regulatory initiatives. So this is a good time to check in with state regulators and get their perspective. And that is what this podcast will do. This is Simply Stated, a podcast by CSBS, the Conference of State Bank Supervisors, and I'm Jim Kurtzke. In February, we interviewed John Ryan, the CSBS CEO, who discussed recommendations from a fintech advisory panel that CSBS organized. John talked about how CSBS agreed to implement more than a dozen recommendations from the panel. Today, we are talking with Margaret Liu. She is Senior Vice President and Deputy General Counsel here at CSBS, and she is the point person for Vision 2020, a set of CSBS and state initiatives designed to better harmonize the multi-state experience for fintechs and other non-banks. To Margaret, quote, there is something different with the pace of new companies and business models, and the regulator's response is not less regulation, but a new way of thinking about what regulators do. Technology, transparency, and common standards play big roles here. So let's ask Margaret, how did we get to this point where fintech regulation has become such a big focus of state regulators. Where do things stand? What can we look for in the near future? And what is the end game for Vision 2020, assuming there is one? Okay, that is a bit of a tease. Let's go to the interview. Okay, I am here with Margaret Liu, and we are here at the CSBS offices. Uh, Margaret is the SVP and general counsel uh, here at uh, CSBS, and she's like, uh, you know, carved time out of her busy day. She's probably the most busy person I know. So I appreciate you coming down and chatting with us. Well, thank you. Looking forward to it. Okay. So, Margaret, you know, you, you've been working so much on uh, fintech in, in uh, the recent years. Uh, but let me kind of step back. So you've been at CSBS for how long now? Ten years. Ten years. Yeah. So that is... Goes back to the financial crisis. It absolutely does. Yep. In fact, um, I started here just as uh, it was in the middle of the financial crisis, but just as the work that would end up being Dodd Frank was starting, both um, within the Treasury Department and the regulatory agencies, and in Congress. And really, the the first big initiative and project that I had coming in here was to represent the state's views as Dodd Frank was going through the sausage making process on the Hill. Uh, that that's quite a time to go through, right? It was a great, great experience. I came to CSBS with a fair amount of policy and legal experience in financial services. Um, and when you couple that with what was going on in the crisis um, and my experience working with Congress, it was a fabulous experience in terms of being there for the shaping a lot of a lot of the regulations and the regulatory structures that are part of our members' day-to-day work today and part of what CSBS does on a day-to-day basis. That's great. And and before CSBS, you had spent a fair amount of time at Fannie Mae, right? That's right, doing um, policy work, some legal, legislative 
time as well as actually working um, in the on the business side. On the single family business. Yep, yep that's right. And, and before that, I'd practice law. So, you know, getting here in the financial crisis and then having to dive right into all these like really significant policy discussions, this was uh, must have been quite a time. And since then, you've seen this industry sector just, you know, evolve. Some of it's sort of based on like market forces that have forced it to evolve. Some of it's regulatory forces. Um, where where do you think, you know, if you had to kind of look at financial services today, um, you know, what, what? how would you describe the state of the industry today? I think the industry is in a, a state of flux right now. I mean, what we've really seen, as you alluded to, is uh, this rapid emergence of, of fintech uh, as, you know, part of existing industries as a new segment within financial services, it's a little bit hard to define. Technology is not anything new in financial services. I mean, banking and financial services has always leveraged technology and innovation isn't new either. But there's something different with the pace of the emergence of new companies um, and new business models in financial services that is um, challenging incumbents, certainly, uh, challenging or you know entities and businesses that have been around for a long time. And also, um, and I know we'll get to this later, but also challenging regulatory structures and processes too, because there's a speed that is different. Um, it's a speed that comes from the speed at which innovation can happen now with technology. Um, and it's creating different consumer expectations that everyone is trying to, to meet and satisfy. Right. Every, everybody wants everything now, right? And locked up and loaded and ready to go, right? So uh, before we start talking about like fintech on the, on the non-bank side, you know, fintech has had an impact on the banking side as well. And that's one, you know, you're, you're pretty close to, you know, how do you think it's, it's affecting how banks operate today? Well, um, particularly with the uh, smaller community banks that you know, we at CSBS and our members spend a lot of time interacting with, you're seeing a few different things. You're seeing some banks who are clearly uh, trying to figure out what's going on and, and are not even sure you know, how they can catch up. Um, and then you are also seeing smaller banks and community banks as well as larger banks uh, looking for opportunities to embrace fintech within their own businesses uh, through through partnerships and, and third party you know vendor relationships. Uh, so I think that there's a, a lot of opportunity there. But if you, uh, from my experience, if you survey any room full of bankers in terms of you know fintech friend or foe, you're going to get a lot of different answers um, across the spectrum. Yeah, and you're right about community banks. Uh, one thing I, I found out in my career at, at Freddie Mac uh, when I worked on automated uh, mortgage underwriting was, you know, we thought like, oh, we built a system and we'll just give it to the big lenders and, you know, that'll be that'll be all we need to do, right? It turns out actually the, the, the community banks were the ones who wanted the system and they were the early adopters uh, of that. And then now it's kind of become a standard process uh, in that industry sector. Uh, so the the uh, agility of community banks to move is is really pretty pretty impressive. Absolutely. And then so, uh, but on the on the non bank side, we clearly have seen uh, much more fintech activity. Some of it is sort of this is where press headlines are, right, or the policy discussions are. Um, now CSBS has been involved in fintech um, going back. Uh, uh, you know, several years now. So can you walk us through sort of how 
CSBS has be, has approached fintech as as a policy. Sure, uh, sure, absolutely. Um, starting actually in late 2013, early 2014, we put together um, the, our board decided to put together an emerging payments and innovation task force, and this was a direct response to a lot of the issues and conversations that our members were having day to day. In their day jobs,、um, this wasn't really about a Washington policy debate、uh, at that point, as much as it was about the fact that you had these companies,、uh, including ones that are in the virtual currency、uh, space. Going to our members and having the conversation about、uh, licensing and, and where they might or might not fit, to the point where these were conversations that were then、um, carrying over into the CSBS conversations when you got any number of regulators together. So the result of that was this Emerging Payments and Innovation Task Force,、uh, made up of about nine or ten、uh, commissioners from from different states across the country, big states, small states, all, all of our different districts,、um, and this group. Was you know mandated with looking at all of these changes in the marketplace and figuring out how they interacted and intersected with state licensing and supervision.、Uh, that group、uh, has been around since then, doing a lot of different things,、um, looking at. Uh, regulatory standards for virtual currency、uh, or virtual currency activities that fit within the MSB space,、um, and most recently, the Emerging Payments and Innovation Task Force was the CSBS body that actually convened our industry advisory panel, the FinTech Industry Advisory Panel. This is where we uh, uh, had thirty、uh, three different companies come in and participate.、Uh, On an advisory panel with CSBS, and you sort of divided it between like payments and lending, and they basically did deep dives with the regulators on like what are the practical issues.、Uh, That's、involved. absolutely right. Yeah, one of the things that、um, our task force recognized early on at this point, we're talking almost six years ago, was that the work that they were going to do in this space and、um, and the support、um, and the help that this group could provide to the state system was not going to happen without. A lot of interaction with external stakeholders,、um, industry, consumer groups,、um, and and you know other regulators, including our federal partners. And so it was really intentional that this group would have an outward facing component; that it wasn't just going to be state regulators talking to each other, hammering stuff out.、Um, and the the fintech industry advisory panel is really the best example、um, of how our members were able to kind of think creatively、um, and you know, a bit of a leap of faith, as John likes to say, with regard to. This、um, industry group, because what we really asked them to do and asked our members to do、um, was to, you know, park some, you know, kind of hesitations and concerns at the door and have a real, honest conversation about state licensing and supervision.、Um, what was working?、Um, what could work better?、Uh, the points of friction where the industry didn't see the reason for it, and where perhaps the Um, the states and the regulators needed to, at a minimum, better under better explain why something is required,、um, and even you know consider making changes.、Uh, all of this went on, and then earlier this year,、uh, we had kind of the the culmination of that effort.、Uh, the two the industry panel put out two reports with、um, a list of、uh, almost twenty recommendations, recommendations that the regulators, our members, had been working with them on, but also that our board had. Uh, reviewed and deliberated,、um, and our board decided to embrace fourteen、um, of those, and、um, and 
CSBS and our members are moving forward on all of those. So you're right in now. implementation phase right, right now. We are into implementation phase. Uh, one of the things that's also important to us, though, is maintaining this connection that uh, we've made with these companies. And so we're looking for opportunities to stay engaged with them. Um, and also, we're not shying away from accountability in terms of the recommendations that they put out there and our board embraced. And so we're, we're looking to get back to loop back with these companies um, to have a conversation about progress that um, we've accomplished and what they think of that progress. That's a great example of just being open and transparent, uh, open to, you know, industry ideas and being transparent right. about how a process yeah, can work. Yeah, right? yeah. And I think that that's really, you know, you're seeing a lot of regulators talk about transparency right now. Um, and actually, just to take us down one path with some of this, one of the areas of recommendations that came out of the industry was uh, to bring more, uh, and ask of us was to bring more transparency and visibility into the state licensing system. Help us, or the industry was asking for tools to help them better navigate the state system. Um, and we've got, you know, several of those are part of our FinTech Industry Advisory Panel recommendations and our Vision 2020 um, initiatives. So before we go into uh, the specifics of Vision 2020, um, uh, can you talk at a high level about the impact of fintech on the 50 state regulatory process, right? You know, uh, where does it put pressure on that process? Uh, sure. I, I think that the, the thing about regulators in general is that you know, regulation, at least the current the, the way that regulation works now in the United States, you know, it's, it's tied to laws that are enacted by either Congress or state legislatures. That is not inherently a, a super nimble process. And so there is the um, reconciliation between the timing expectations of industry um, and the time that, you know, regulation just takes in terms of the development and, and implementation. Um, and, and I think that what we at CSBS are seeing and what our members are seeing is that there's a lot coming at us really quickly. Um, and we've got to figure out how to be more um, nimble, potentially more responsive. Uh, but one of the really important things in, un, that underlies all of this is that um, the work that we're doing is not about in any way diluting any very important regulatory responsibilities that our members have, the state regulators have, whether it's around market stability or consumer protection. Um, and so this is not about less regulation. Um, it is about a new way of thinking about what regulators do. So let's talk Vision 2020. Um, so, you know, we've been uh, using this phrase for uh, a few years now, a couple of years now. And so can you just tell folks, like, what is Vision 2020? Why do we have it? And, you know, help fill, fill in some of the gaps here. So Vision 2020 uh, was uh, adopted as kind of a concept and commitment by our board a few years ago. Day-to-day, -day, we use the term as our shorthand for a large group of initiatives all aimed at a common goal. And these are initiatives that are being undertaken by CSBS on behalf of the states, but they also include initiatives that are coming, you know, from the states, uh, coming, you know, sort of organically out of the work that state regulators do. Vision 2020 uh, at its highest level is, is about a goal of a more networked system of state supervision, one that strengthens consumer protection, uh, but, but also leverages data and technology to, to make state non-bank regulation more effective and efficient. 
Okay. And we have a variety of in- initiatives under the brand, basically, right? Yeah. Yep. So um, your role here, I would sort of describe your role here as the quarterback uh, uh, of Vision 2020. We're about – football season's about to start, so let's use a football analogy. <laughs> um, uh Talk a little bit about how you're approaching your job, uh, uh, you know, regarding Vision 2020. Sure. And I think actually quarterback is a good way to describe it. Um, I view my role as kind of coordinator um, because Vision 2020 does span the organization. Um, you know, what, what I am trying to do is to both monitor and track initiatives across CSBS and across the states, um, sometimes helping uh, connecting some of the dots and identifying the the synergies that might be there. I'm also a bit of a nudger uh, sometimes in terms of uh, talking to different stakeholders internally and, and different project owners saying, hey, you know, how is this initiative going? Are you thinking about when you might next be reporting out? Do we have any deliverables? Uh, you know, which is all actually part of a lot of the culture work that we're doing at CSBS in terms of accountability and, and transparency and breaking down some silos within the organization. Um, and then finally, uh, because of uh, my uh, other role uh, as it relates to kind of legislation and public policy, one of the things that I do a lot is help translate this lots of times in partnership with communications um, into the external policy world. Uh, in 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 which you know CSBS operates. So you, you and I work together pr- pretty closely. Yep. Right? Yep. Um, the, it's is, convenient that our offices are right next door to each it's, other. It's either. been <laughs> it's been an enjoyable experience. The um, so in Vision 2020, you know, you have some technology initiatives, right? You have some NMLS activity. Mm-hmm. You have a new state examination system, kind of getting ready to be deployed. Uh, you have uh, the state-level activity to kind of harmonize uh, uh, multi-state supervision. Um, you have a lot of kind of uh, education and tools for state banking departments to kind of give them the tools and the skill sets and the technologies to kind of do their job, you know, more effectively. So there's a lot of stuff in Vision 2020. Let me ask you sort of the, the, the big question, what's new? What's new? Well, um, actually, and and I think that you did a great job of kind of bucketing where the initiatives are. Um, One of the things that you mentioned briefly is the state examination system, affectionately known as SES. Um, I think that that is one of the things um, that we've been talking about a lot, but it's not out there, uh, you know, in the in the marketplace yet. Um, that will be uh, in pilot uh, soon um, with an eye towards, you know, more broad deployment next year. I think that that will be pretty transformative in terms of modernizing state supervision. This end-to-end technology platform where regulators can securely um, and effectively and quickly, you know, share exam information uh, during the course of an exam um, I think is really exciting. Um, one of the th- other things that's uh, that's new um, that I'm really excited about that I think will be um, you know, an important contribution uh, in this space is the consumer finance call report. Mm-hmm. That's in the early days of development right now, uh, but you know it's modeled after two very um, successful. Uh, similar products, if you will, the mortgage call report and the MSB call report. This is data and information that no one else has, and certainly the compilation and analysis there is something that no one else is doing. Um, and when you look at what the mortgage call report and the MSB call report are both contributing, 
contributing in terms of understanding the regulated industries and understanding industry trends, the Consumer Finance Call Report um, will, I think, be a, a big deal. I'm, I'm really excited about that. That's great. I know with the MSB call report, the Money Services Businesses Call Report, uh, from a communications perspective, it's helped us help reporters just understand the size of the money transmitter market, uh, the, the the dimensions of it, the players, um, the uh, different business models in there. Yep. Yep. Um, and you're right. You know, there there isn't really other sources of information yeah. to kind of get that. Yep. You, know. you know, one of the things that I think CSBS as an organization has done a lot of over the past decade is try to you know invest and develop good data sources as well as um, making sure that we have the right analytical capabilities there. And I think one of the huge benefits that all of that work um, has is contributing to the larger public policy conversation around fintech. Uh, back in June, Charlie Clark, the Washington commissioner, testified before Congress. There's a new fintech task force in the House. This was their first hearing, um, and we were really excited that Charlie was able to participate and, and convey the state perspective there. He talked about the his t- written testimony and, his, and, and the dialogue that he had with members, talked about some of these tools, including the, the call reports, and to be able to um, contribute to the larger policy conversation on fintech and to be able to leverage all of this data um, to, to be part of that dialogue, I think, is, is really important and important in terms of achieving you know, the state system's broader goals. Oh, that's great. You know, the, uh, it, it's certainly a topic uh, comes up. It, there's not a day that goes by that this topic doesn't come up uh, uh, in us working with the media and I think your staff working with the, the Hill folks, right? Um, so when you play out Vision 2020, at the end of the day, what does the end look like? You know, I'm not sure if there is an end. Um, I, you know, I know that when we um, and our board adopted Vision 2020, you know, it was a few years ago. And so we were kind of looking to the year 2020 um, as a good milestone. And I think it will be a good milestone for us. But what we've seen with all of this work is that Vision 2020 has really become a mindset, um, a, a different way of thinking and talking about uh, what, you know, what we here at CSBS do every day in a lot of different parts of the, our organization and what our members do every day um, in you know the states and territories you know, all over the country, and so um, I'm going to sort of not answer you directly because I don't know if there is an end point. Um, certain initiatives will conclude and hopefully successfully culminate, uh, but I think the mindset that um, our members have around innovation, and I think this cuts across the banking and the non-bank space, is something that will continue to evolve. Um, and when we look at the range of projects that we have, uh, they're not all going to be done um, in, in 2020. Um, the, a lot of them were never intended to be done in, vision to, in, in the year 2020. But, uh, yeah, so uh, th- I've noticed exactly this, the same thing that you have, which is as you talk to different state regulators, you know, they do kind of a see – the, the the discrete, you know, business initiatives, uh, you know, at work. But it is this mindset that's kind of like sunk in and they're sort of focused more on how, you know, how do you harmonize the experience, mm-hmm. right? How do you use data to make better risk decisions and actually make them better decisions faster, you know? How do you use uh, analytics to triage information, you know? And it's... Uh, 
And that that that's just a whole sweeping change of yeah. state regulation yeah. that can empower uh, all these departments uh, for many many years yeah. to come. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of an evolution. If you um, you know look back to when CSBS was formed and why we were formed, um, a lot of it was around coordination and and collaboration, um, and that's still kind of at the core of uh, of what we do. The context might be very different. Um, the the types of entities that we're talking about um, are very very different. But at its core, it's about still um, you know innovative ways of doing that same thing, which is coordinating and, and collaborating. You know, sharing information, working together uh, to to be more efficient and effective, both as a collective, but also individually as you know as state authorities. Right and. Those are great words to kind of leave us with. This was a great way to kind of sum up the pod. Again, thanks for coming down and chatting with us. Uh, uh, this is an initiative that's been thrilling to work on and uh, will only be, you know, uh, exciting kind of from here going forward. So uh, thanks for coming and talking with us. Thanks, Jim. Lots more to come. Thanks, Margaret. Now, if you want to follow more podcasts from CSBS, we're available on all the major podcasting apps, including Apple Podcasts just hit the subscribe button. Or check us out on our website, csbs.org. Just go to the newsroom and you can easily find our pods there. I'm Jim Kurtzke. See you next time.